0: Lala Kent. Welcome back to the Give Them Lala podcast. Boop, boop. Um, I'm pre-recording this intro and we have the amazing girls from the podcast. Girls gotta eat. Girls gotta eat. I'm pre-recording because I'm headed off to New York to do some press for the paperback of my book, Give Them Lala. So many things falling underneath the Give Them Lala umbrella. Love when that happens. So that's the drill for this podcast. Um, I'm excited to have them on because it's all things sex. (laughs) (laughs) All things sex, sex, sex. I mean, can I just tell you, I think back, there was a season where James had like, or I think it was Sandoval, like had spilled the tea about, me and Ariana hooking up. Mm-hmm. And by the way, what? I have so many photos from that night, not of us hooking up. No. <laughs> but, of, and it's just like you can tell, like, as we get more drunk, drunk. and it's just like a drunken mess. But Stop. Sandoval explains what I'm wearing that night. Okay. I have to post the picture
1: why is he on point like does he
0: do it? he remembers it but now it's like I have pictures from that night <laughs> yes That's and hilarious. it was just all such a vibe but I remember this season happening where Sandoval outs us or whatever which mm-hmm. for me like it wasn't like I wasn't trying to keep it a secret but like I definitely didn't know where Ariana was at with it right so I'm like until I know where Ariana stands, like, I'm certainly not going to talk about it. Right. So, like, I heard about this. Jackson brittany Britney called me out on it, and I was like, never happened. I call Ariana. I was like, yo, so, like, <laughs> what do you want to do about this? Was she pissed? She was pissed at Tom because she was like, this is bullshit. Like, it's none of your fucking business. She's such a gangster.
1: Well, which is the same energy she kept on the show, as I totally, remember. Totally, yeah.
0: totally. So, anyway, I remember... In this little boy's outing when it comes up, James telling everybody what a bag of fun I am in the bedroom. And I'm sitting here at the age of 31, sober and a child later, patting myself on the ass because I'm like, you go, bitch. You
1: go do them handstands, bitch. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. You know, and TBD, but I think you probably still got it. I 100% still still got got it. it.
0: Now it's just about who deserves it or not. Exactly. You know, because let's be real. My time is precious. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting myself off way quicker and way more better than any dude could ever
1: have that happen right yes yeah you know yourself the best so why do you you don't need to write you've got yourself
0: I have myself I have my mm-hmm. little oils mm-hmm. I have my little mirror hey cookie <laughs> you know hey cookie have yes. you ever
1: looked at it not mine but <laughs> <your own. laughs> I yes and I, the first time but this is insane I ever looked at my vagina oh my god you guys this is embarrassing but I'm gonna say it I didn't realize pee came out of a different hole <laughs> and i'm not kidding and i and i was like did you learn it from orange is the new black or did you know no, when you look luckily i was a little uh my best friend told me i was like i think i was 16 though or 17 which is old okay to realize that and my best i said something like yeah but when you know when you put a tampon in and then you obviously have to change it once you pee because like hello it gets soaked and my friend was like well maybe you should put it in deeper and i was like <laughs> I mean, pee comes out of that hole anyway. And she's like, no, it doesn't. So I, for the first time ever, looked at my vagina and was like, okay. Interesting. It's very
0: important to look at your vagina. Yeah. I, a few weeks ago, was in Orange County with my Mm. mom and one of her dear friends. And we were talking about this. And I said to her friend... I was like, we'll just call her Sally. I was like, Sally, you've never looked at it? She was like, no, it's sad. I know it looks sad. I was like, no, it's happy down there. You need to look at it. Yeah. And I'm
1: hoping she did.
0: My mom didn't say anything, so I know that she'd be looking at hers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she, like I know she's looking at hers, right? Well, aren't
1: you supposed to for health reasons anyway? I don't
0: know that for... I think it's just important to yeah. look at it mm-hmm. and like see what's going on down there. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, pay it a little bit of attention, show it a little bit of love. And see what your partners see. Correct. Yeah. That was another thing that we spoke about. I think this was two years ago mm-hmm. on the show and someone was talk it was me, Dana, and Ariana. It always goes back to Puss with Ariana. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and love Dana.
0: It. But I told, I was like, you have to taste it. You know, you put the finger in, give it a little swirl. Yeah. Give it a little, it sounds disgusting when you talk about it like that. Like, put it in. Right. You just got, you just have to know, like, what's
1: happening. Right.
0: In that area.
1: I think that's important. I have, always before before a, I think before a, well, not before, but like shortly after a partner went down on me for the first time ever, that's when I was like, wait a second. Like, because you have all these, I had these thoughts like, oh my God, it probably tastes wild. And then I'm like, oh no, this is like great. It is great.
0: I tasted mine for the first time when I knew because I had like regular sex Mm -hmm. before I I talk about it in my book. Yeah. I had sex with my high school Mm sweetheart when I lost my virginity. Mm Mm-hmm. And he literally, okay, so I don't, he had like an obsession with red. It was very strange. He had like red light bulbs and the condom he used was red. Okay. And you know, when you're in high school, boys are so weird in high school, right? Yes. So I like lose my virginity to him. He takes the condom off and he goes, that's from you. Because it was red and I started sobbing because I thought, you know, the, the cherry? the cherry popping. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, wait, like my you were terrified? Was, oh, the yes, innocence. my innocence okay. was gone. And I'm looking at this like <laughs> condom that I think is bloody, but it's not. It's just a strawberry scented colored condom. <laughs> okay. But after we had sex, right, yeah. I go to my two best friends who were sexually active at the time. And I'm like, I did that. But like, I am not sucking the dick. Okay. Because I was concerned. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know that I'm good at that. Yeah. How does one suck a dick without teeth involved? Right. I learned, trust me, I'm a <laughs> champion at it now. But then I got in my head and I was like, well, if something's going into my mouth, something's going to go into his mouth, too, which is <laughs> going to be me. And I, like, I need to make sure we're like tasting right down there. Yeah. So I like, went in my little bathroom
1: yeah.
0: at the age of 17 and...
1: Did a little taste <laughs> test. <laughs> taste were you test. like... Okay, because I was like pleasantly surprised. I thought I was going to be horrified or something. Yeah, no. Well, when you think
0: about it and you're like... It's a hole. It's a hole and like all of our stuff is on the outside where all the guys' stuff is like put in a little sausage pack. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. A stuffed sausage. A stuffed (laughs) sausage. So I was pleasantly surprised too. I just think that any... You know, I I keep thinking like sex needs to be talked about more. And then I look at my explore page and I'm like, sex needs to be spoken about less. Less. Yeah. Like, we get it. You have nipples. We don't need to have you in a mesh shirt on social (laughs) media. All right. Right. I've done that before, by the way. Nipples. I walked through New York City with my nips out in mesh lingerie,
1: took this fine man home. Oh. Was it free? No, was it freeing? Like because <gasps> oh, I was like yes, Jessica showed them for <laughs> free. Was it free, Lala? But also was no, it free? No, I was. I felt so
0: like powerful. That's because what I'm I walked seeing. into the restaurant and dudes would look at me and then they'd look at my nips and yeah, and th- the look of shock and I'm like, I have you in the palm of my hand right <laughs> Boners now. Boners
1: popping up all <laughs> over the place. I just fully enjoyed caviar. See, that's With what my I'm saying. Out. I <laughs> I get that a lot of people show their bodies, blah, 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 blah. But I'm also like, do you show the nips? I don't know. But then another part of me is like, what if there's a little kid and a little boy? But That's where my head yeah. went to. I
0: took a blazer because when I was like, once it hit a certain hour, it's like the kids are in bed. Mm-hmm. And on, honestly, like the time of night I was going out, like no one's taking their kid to dinner Yeah. at catch. At 1030 at night in New York City. That's true. Okay. That's a great point. So, but I did take a jacket just because, you know just in case the manager approached me i had something to cover US up yeah. they didn't it's new york city they don't give a damn they're like nipples fashion. fashion
1: fashion people well the nipples are out constantly like in high fashion show everywhere now i mean maybe it's always been like that and i haven't noticed but i've seen like bella hadid's nipples yeah, kendall see? jenner's I know. nipples all i the just nips.
0: knocked all these people and i'm like yeah. now i totally want to go show
1: my nipples show your nip. yeah
0: It's like, I mean, wasn't it Rumor Willis who started it? She was walking down the street years, years upon years upon years ago. And it was the hashtag free the nipple. Was it? It was one. Yes. Walking down New York City. Fabulous. Being all woman. Was it
1: just a mesh shirt or something? Oh, interesting. Yes. Because my head goes to like Miley Cyrus, but that's probably not accurate. You're up in the night am what does that mean? <laughs> <I> mean, <yeah. laughs> yes. Wait, what does are you being mean? serious? Like yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're up in the night. You say things sometimes and I'm like, what does that mean? What does it mean? Wait,
0: are you being serious? Does no one know what that means? No, I don't up think in the no night one. I think like, it's me. Up in the night means like you're you're fucking. You're out up it. in the night, okay. Like, you're clueless. <laughs> See, <I'm
1: laughs> like, that's not
0: all... how it happened. Like, if someone okay. were to say, like, this happened between me and Fred, and Fred didn't recall it that way, he'd be like, you're up in the night. I'm saying, I'm going to
1: start saying that. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that. Just like, <clears throat> I heard someone, have you ever heard people say, like, oh my God, I'm going to really date myself, where you say something, and they're like, bet. Oh yeah, bet, bet. Like, cool. Yes, because every
0: guy I've ever dated has always, like, when I tell them something, yeah. other, they're like, all
1: right, bet. And I'm like, bet. Yes. I tried to, I've been trying to use it, and Kyle's like, you gotta, no, it's not. I would sound recommend eventual. you don't. <laughs> I'm like, all right, bet. And he's like, don't say that. Okay. Up in the night, I'm gonna try that one next. You know, there's certain things that people say and how they say it, and I'm yeah. like, oh,
0: I wish that I could say things like that. Like, yeah. sometimes Katie will say, like, be telling a story, and I'm like, using that word and then I use it I'm like (laughs) give it back to Katie it ain't yours like don't say it again you
1: sound Uh, really foolish you yeah bet I the first time I heard go toes was you yes I love a good go toes toes, bump gums gums was you um Johnny whatever a lot what do you say like Johnny something something or like you say like like you and your mom say it, and I think it's hilarious. Right? <laughs> tell it's me, like, I want to know. Like if ugh, now I th- now I can't think of an example. I want to ask you. It's your not mom. wake up, John, right? No, it's like like when someone and then and then he turns into John. He talks a lot. Or whatever. <laughs> But it's not that. When uh, you remember, let me know. I'll because hear I like mom. to yeah. do
0: this thing where if my mom says things or like we say things together, or like certain jokes, I like to write them down. This sounds so morbid. What? But when my dad passed away, yeah. there were so many people that would come up to me and say like, oh, he used to say this. And I started keeping a like, little journal of things that my dad would say. And there uh. were so many things that he would say that I'm like, but... It's like this isn't the exact way he would say it. Like, damn it. I, yeah. You know, and, and you I so wish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so now I, I write things to, down.
1: Yeah.
0: God forbid,
1: but just like I want to remember. Yes. No, I think
0: that's great. Yeah. And I want Ocean. When I tell her, your homework was supposed to be turned in Monday, <laughs> she can say, Mom, you're up in the night. <laughs> Do Tuesday.
1: <laughs> Mom, you're up in the night. I like it. I'm going to try and use it. It probably won't sound natural, and then I'll stop using just it, but I'm going to try. Use it on Kyle. I'm going to. Please. And see what he says. Yeah. Maybe I'll record his reaction. You're, like, up, you know, in you're the- up in the night. <laughs> <You're up. laughs> it already doesn't sound good. It sounds so forced. You know, Kyle, you're just up in the night. You're no, it has to night. be like during an argument. Oh, But you guys don't argue. You are up in the
0: night. <laughs> like that, right? I dig it. Oh, it's so fun to talk to you, Jess, about anal beads (laughs) and—just kidding. We never talked about anal beads. We never talked, but just like sex, and then going directly into what ninety-year-olds say. Yeah, that's how we do things. Mm -hmm. Um, so when this airs, Mm -hmm. my paperback of the book will be (gasps) open for
1: purchase. Will have been released the day before April twelfth. Yes. Yay, congrats! With the beautiful red mark that says National National Best Seller. Seller. You know that's strictly based
0: on copies sold. Is it really? Yes.
1: As opposed
0: to... Like with the New York Times list, there's Mm -hmm. like a lot of factors that come into play. I'm not super educated on what those are, but I do know that it's... From what I've heard, Mm -hmm. there's like political stuff that comes into play and obviously when your book's released who you're up against and it's like a bunch of different like mumbo jumbo shit i don't understand okay national bestseller is strictly copies sold motherfuckers that's awesome bam during the (gasps) pandemic lockdown no book tour no nothing no nothing promotion you ask via instagram and podcasts we love the
1: social promo. I am very, very proud of the book. So it smells great, you guys. It feels great. I'm feeling it right I'm now. I'm obsessed with it's paperback soft. everything.
0: I know I me know. too. I'm I not know. kidding.
1: Have you smelled it?
0: I know. It's, no, I do that all the time. When mm. they arrived in the box, I was like, yeah. it's like a fresh straight. Book. You know, inhale, exhale. Um, and when this podcast airs, I will have done. Watch Robbins Live. I'm doing it with Maya Allen. She's on Summer House. Okay. Fun. Super cute. I've never seen Summer House. People really dig it. Once I venture into it, though, I'm sure I'll be addicted. And Mm -hmm. I can't handle one more Bravo show addiction right now. (laughs) Like, I just have to get through what I'm getting through. And then we'll venture into Summer House. Love a bingeable show. I'm doing Tamron Hall. Exciting.
1: Yeah. So hopefully...
0: It'll all have all gone well. well.
1: I feel like it will have gone well. Um, You guys, this is the first time I'm traveling with Lala. So that's. Also Are you nervous? Exciting. No, I'm not nervous. I just wish I could be flying to New York with you in my it's like I'm going to be like tomorrow. Like I'm going to be like prepping and getting I would rather just be flying with you. Mm-hmm. It just feels better. I wish that too. Yeah, but it's fine. I will have been, I will be flying from Miami because I will have been at a bachelorette party, which fingers crossed that goes well. Yeah. No, you're going to have the best (laughs) time. It's going to be great. And so I will meet you and then we're going to be in New York and you're going to be doing your press stuff and it's going to be great. I have a feeling. Watch what happens live. It's going to be great. Tamron Hall. You're going to be doing chicks in the office. I don't know when that comes out. but. Yep. I'm doing a bunch of stuff. I'm super excited. And it's a lot jam packed
0: into like, like a day. Like, like 48 hours, 100. Like, cause we land on the 10th. Yeah. 11th is jam packed. Then we have
1: something on the 11th is jam packed. 12th, the morning of is jam packed. And then we fly out that night. And then we go right to the airport. Yeah. So it's a quick, one. I have
0: the most anxiety in the world mm-hmm. traveling by myself. I can't put a finger on why really? I'm not worried. Like I'm a great flyer. Once yeah. I'm on the plane, yeah, I can relax there's something about going to an airport. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the seven flights that I missed back to back. <laughs> Might be like it. Like back in the day. Yeah. And my dad was furious at me because he's like, How does this happen? I don't, it's not, yeah. I can't understand it. <laughs> that I'm like, I'm going to miss my flight. My luggage is going to get lost. I don't know what it is. I just like having a little companion to travel with. So See, I'm that's forgive why I give you.
1: Ugh. See, that's kidding. why I wish I was traveling there with you but we're pretty much flying back together we kind of are
0: <laughs> as long as you take me and hold my hand through the airport Which to I get will. me to my flight
1: i will walk home. you to your gate and then i'll go to my gate yeah i love that yeah um, love a good babysitter it'll be great it'll be fun it'll be amazing and get the paperback book because remind it's me sexy. to post the
0: picture of me and ariana on the night that we hooked <gasps> on
1: because that's really hilarious okay And my, I'm telling you, my outfit was a vibe. It can be a, this comes out Wednesday, it can be a throwback Thursday. So the day after. Perfect. Love it. All right, you guys, when we come back, we have
0: Girls Gotta Eat. So I have two game changers to share with you when it comes to upping your glam game. I am totally obsessed with Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress Press On False Eyelashes. Because I'm very into just easy right now and anyone can do it you are going to love them just as much as i do both require zero glue so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes there's also no annoying dry time and the best part zero mess one step and you're done the lash style options are endless and there are so many on-trend nails to choose from impress no glue manis and press on falsies are the easiest and fastest way to upgrade your look in just minutes The press-on falsies have a unique underlash application for a totally seamless look and are made with an exclusive self-stick technology that keeps them secure for up to 24 hours. The Impress Mannies have a patented super hold adhesive for up to seven days secure hold, and that's perfect for all of you busy mamas out there who don't have a lot of time to spend on glam but want to look your best. I completely get it. Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress No Glue Press-On Falsies are absolutely a beauty must. You need to try them right now, so get yours today at impressbeauty.com Lala and use code Lala at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. That's impressbeauty.com slash Lala and use code Lala at checkout for 25% off. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing Jess and Easton with samples.
1: I use Claritin and I absolutely love it. You guys know I was in Las Vegas for that music festival and it was so windy there that my allergies were the worst. My eyes were so itchy. They were so watery. My head hurt so bad. I had a total sinus headache, but I had Claritin-D with me. So I took it and I think it only took like 30 minutes before I started to feel better, which was amazing. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin-D.
0: Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin-D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itching and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease.
1: Claritin D has been an absolute game changer for me. I've actually been using it for a few weeks now. I take it before I go hiking. And obviously when I went to that music festival, which was all outside, no more itchy, watery eyes and no more sinus pressure headaches, which if you've experienced those before, you guys know they are the worst. So that was huge for me. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter.
0: Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. We are back and I have two amazing ladies from the podcast. Girls gotta eat. Girls gotta eat. I have Raina and Ashley. Hi, you guys. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. We're so glad to be here. Thank you for coming on. I mean, you guys have an extremely successful podcast. Are you on tour right now? Yeah, we um what well, we're always on tour. We're never not on tour. We we go out and do
2: um, a few shows every month. We just got back from California and we did San Diego, LA and San Francisco.
0: It was really, really wild. So you guys go and do live shows pretty often?
3: Yeah. But we just kind of like we're not out like a, a musical artist on a tour bus, like stayed out on the road. Like right. we go out, we come home, we go, we come home, like and then we're gonna take the summer off, which is the first time we've ever done that ish. And then we'll go back out in the fall. So we have a bunch of shows from now until June, and then we'll take a little bit of a break. So we just kind of like to live our life. You know, we're just kind of like, We'll go here at this time and then we'll come home and then we'll, you know, we just kind of fit it in when we can. And... I love it. Yeah. And the shows are just
2: wild. You know, we, we do the podcast every week. And then for the live shows, it's just a whole immersive experience. We do a lot of audience participation, bring people up, dance, have dancers, have strippers. Uh, it's great. You have strippers? <laughs> Ashley gets me a stripper <laughs> for every show. We do.
3: Yeah. We, well, yeah, we, we started doing strippers. They just really take it to the next level. <laughs> you know, we always get to pick a theme. and Do they show booby? It's a male stripper. A male
0: stripper. Are those as fun, though? <laughs> I mean, Are those as fun?
2: They're, they're so me. It's
3: like a bachelorette vibe. You know, they like <laughs> pick her up, and the stripper in San Diego had usually they stay away from me it's like a reina thing i'm 510 i don't need my like legs hanging on the strippers back they're always (laughs) shorter than me so it's like a a reina thing so but he picked me up he he had me on his lap and sitting on her lap it was like (laughs) limbs everywhere i was the chair he wasn't a fireman i had his hat on (laughs) it was like insane i locked eyes with reina i'm like what is our life
2: (laughs) (laughs) i show boobs at the show ashley gets banged it's a whole thing yeah 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 well one of you got the boob (laughs) tattoo was
0: it you reina
2: Yeah. So somebody bought me. (laughs) I met this guy when I was in San Francisco and we went to get tattoos on like a day date and he bought me this boob tattoo that I always wanted. He didn't say you have to get boobs on your arm.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. It's one of my most favorite tattoos I've ever seen. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I drew it myself actually. (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic. So cheers to the boobs. Wait, do you get turned on by the male stripper? Is it more quirky?
3: First of all, other people get so turned on in our shows. And it's so funny because to us, it's just funny. Like, Rain and I don't get off stage and we're like, we're so wet. You know, like, it's just this funny thing. But, <laughs> but people leave the show and they're like, I got so turned on. I mean, there's other stuff we do at the shows too. But they like leave and they like, fuck. And they have threesomes and they're just like all juiced up. And it's so funny to us because... I don't know. Do you get turned on? I go home my hotel room alone, text Ashley a couple things, and go to sleep. (laughs) No, sometimes.
2: (laughs) Um, But yeah, people. Just another night on tour. (laughs) We talk about. I mean, so much. We were so sex positive about like whatever you want to do. We talk about it so much. So yeah, we want people to go home and like fuck.
3: Yeah. So how did you two meet and start? Girls got to eat. It's just like the super cheesy love story. We met on the beach in Aruba on an influencer trip. (laughs) We were there like, yeah, for the Aruba Marriott, And this was in 2017. So in, in October, I had recently moved to New York earlier that year. And we just met on this trip and we really like vibed. I mean, the first night, it was not a lot of people. It was like five people on this trip. We all just ended up staying up and talking in the hotel lobby about like... Was it like a fun influencer trip
0: or the kind where like models are like posing with their ass?
3: No, I mean, this was kind of like, I say influencer, just at that time I was more of a blogger. Like I just say it because that's the word we we use now, but this now at this point it was like five years ago. But Raina had a food blog, like another girl just wrote for like a traditional media outlet and magazine. So I say it was influencer, but it was like a media trip. Got it. Everyone was from New York. And it was like four women and, and one guy. And we just all stayed up at night talking about like relationships and stuff. And Raina and I just ended up hanging out the whole rest of the trip. You know, we came back to New York and it was very like, Are we gonna be friends? IRL, like now that we're back. <laughs> and uh we ended up hanging out a couple times. And I had wanted to start a podcast at that point for months. And it was like on my mind. And I was like, I have to do this. And I just didn't know who to do it with by this guy friend. I was like, I just don't feel like this is right. Because I saw very like big picture business tour the world. Like I really did see it being like a thing. I was like, I don't know if I want to tour the world with this fucking dude. You know, so I wanted to do it with a woman. And Rain and I just were texting more and more, becoming friends. And always talking about dating. We were both single with these like flexible lifestyles with what we did for work. And I just asked her, like, would you want to start a podcast? And she was like, absolutely. I'm in. And that was end of November 2017. And we got it off that we started having meetings and stuff. And we got it off the ground in February 2018. Wow. And
0: you guys just knew like, this is going to be a sex positive podcast. I think Ashley and I just are
2: naturally really open. And sexual people and we grew up in I think a pretty sex
3: positive well, environment well that's it's funny that you ask that because I, I said I asked Raina like would you want to do a podcast I think I want to do a funny podcast but about dating relationships and sex and stuff and she was like yeah sold and then I, I was like I don't know her that well I, I, I had known her for two months at this point but barely and I was like well do you feel comfortable talking about your sex life and stuff and she was like yeah like have we met
0: that's because when she whipped her tits out and said absolutely Fucking Lutely.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she sent me a video of her masturbating. No, I'm just kidding. But it was like I've always been super open. I had a blog before that where it like my parents don't care. You know, I do stand up so not everybody is that way. I think it's a little more rare. So I just wanted to make sure she was, because that would be, that would have been my fear. You know, we start recording and she's like, well, I feel weird because my dad's going to listen, you know, and that's not the case at all. Yeah. And I think I was always the kind of person growing up. My
2: mom always said, like I marched to the beat of my own drum. I would always say the things that like people like couldn't believe it came out of my (laughs) mouth. Not like an unhinged crazy person, but like I was always the person that like talked about sex, talked about sexuality that people were like, I can't believe she's saying that stuff. And I think that, for me, it was natural to like hone that, learn how to speak about it in a funny way and in an interesting and engaging way. And I talk about my own personal sex life as much as I talk about other people's. So right. I am willing to put myself out there and say like, I had sex for the first time last weekend with my new boobs. And like, what did that feel like? And how often is somebody even willing to do that? I So I, I hope to
0: promote a lot of sex positivity and that like anything is fine. It's so refreshing, by the way, because I feel like I grew up in a very open Household, like I would walk through the front door and be like, I just gave that hot dude a blowjob. And my dad's like, What? What the fuck? And he'd go, Lauren, I don't want to hear that. And I'm like, Then go away because we're talking about it. (laughs)
2: Well, you are very much. I mean, I've been like such a fan of Vanderpump Rules forever and I worked in restaurants my whole life, so I was like, "Oh my god, like a restaurant on television is amazing." And <laughs> you were always so open about your sexuality and your tits and just like being out there on the show, and I was just like, "I like this girl.
0: She just like owns it. She is open with her body. I always thought it was so fucking cool." Yeah, it's amazing. Well, thank you. So when I hear other people talking about it, I'm like, okay, this is my bitch. This is, you know, I'm down with the people bringing strippers on stage, getting tit (laughs) tattoos, wanting to talk about how they came to California and had a lot of bang sessions. We did a lot. (laughs) Well, you have to tell me more. Like, what do you mean? You came to California to do a show. Yeah. We didn't have sex with each other. We had sex with other people.
3: Yeah. No judgment here. (laughs) I mean, we just... Listen, it's not... (laughs) New York is not our fave for dating for fucking it's really just not ideal it's you know we do our best we like living here f- for now not that much but we we just seem to meet more guys on the road and i will not subscribe to this like but you're in a different mindset you're out of town it's not that it's new york new york fucking sucks what is it about new york that sucks for dating the way that new york changes men into <laughs> The garbage of the earth in terms of the way they date, the way they communicate, the way they view women, not all men like we have, we have amazing guy friends, we've friends that have found men here in the the garbage can of the dating scene, but we (laughs) just, we don't love it. And we're retired by it. So I think we get really rejuvenated to go to different cities and just meet different guys that we like a little bit more than your your New York man. So, I mean, we went to San Francisco. We met these guys. Raina, Raina set it up and we had a great time with them. And I met a guy in San Diego and we ended up fucking. And then he came to LA and we were just like, you know, fucking all over the state. It was really great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. To echo what she said, I mean, dating here is fine. I've lived here since college. I've dated a lot in New York. I find that men outside of New York are a little more intentional. They follow up more. They... Not that there's like, you know, I think that you hear a lot in New York and LA, like everybody feels like there's so many options. So you're disposable. I don't know that I feel like that's the main issue. I don't know. People just move here and they become garbage people. I don't, I don't know what to say. My last couple of relationships have all been long distance out of town guys. And I've been, I've enjoyed them more. And they're not even that
3: hot. Like it's not like, I swear, like Raina and I, I kind of thought I would move here and it would be like the hottest guys. It's just not. Listen, we we love it here. Our guy friends are hot with no shade to them. But like, it's just we go to other cities and Austin, for example, or, you know, even like hot. Denver and we're like, this is where the dick is. Like mm. it's not yeah. in New York.
2: Yep. It's Charleston, San Francisco. I mean, there's hot guys. I understand there's problems to dating in every city. Actually, and I've been doing this show for so many years. I know every city presents its own challenges, but New York and L.A. seem to be
0: pretty specifically challenging. And I can only speak to dating in New York and it's been a little tough. I mean, I can speak for L.A. and I'm telling you what. I'm scarred from my last relationship, so I brought on a PI for anybody who comes into my life who I want to (laughs) date. No, you think I'm kidding. I love you so much. (laughs) Good for you. I mean, you're a public figure. Why not? I need to know everything. Everything. Your credit score. What you got going on? And I've lost a few based on... And I don't tell them. I don't say, like, by the way, this ain't going to work out because you're background check came back a little sketch because <laughs> then I look crazy right what is
2: the things that makes you walk away what is like a red flag you to your background <laughs> check came
0: back a little sketchy. <laughs> so this is the end of the road for you Trevor end of the fucking road I have no tolerance you can be as fine as they come you're cut a big one if you got kids and I see that you've had some maybe like not great track record with child support You're done. Mm -hmm. When I see that, like, you may owe money to the government, you got (laughs) to (laughs) go. There was one guy (laughs) who he had, like, all of these unpaid, like, parking tickets and then, like, driving without license and insurance. I'm like, motherfucker, that's the easiest thing to do.
3: If you're doing that, you're not going to be a grown up in a relationship. Like, if you're living like that outside of being like 21, you know, like, it's not for me. That's a great example of stuff that you should find out.
0: I need to know if you can't do the most simple thing in life, which is just drive with insurance and a driver's license, it ain't going to work out. (laughs)
2: Paying a parking ticket takes three seconds. If you're not the kind of person to handle it, actually, I always say, like, I think one of the problems with my previous relationships that I've had is I've dated people that I didn't feel like could like handle their shit right. and it made yes. me feel insane cuz like not only am I paying for everything I'm also planning it I'm producing it I'm doing everything I'm producing the relationship <laughs> and I just want Amanda can handle their shit if you have these unpaid parking tickets I'm pretty sure that that permeates into the rest of your life
0: and first of all why are there so many why are you getting so many unpaid parking tickets I don't understand yeah the only
3: way I'd so now you're telling me you can't
0: even park a car
3: I got a parking ticket recently and it was like, I was like, I don't think I'm going to pay this. What are they going to do? And it went to my parents' house and my mom, (laughs) my mom called. She was like, it's Father's Day. And your father just got a ticket because the car, it was, I was just like, fine, I'll pay it. And then they just kept harassing me. I was like, it's fine.
0: I'll pay it. It's fine. One parking ticket. I get it. But this motherfucker who has about 15. Now you gotta go. I'm going to let you in on a little tiny secret. I am not a cook. Okay, so that's not really a secret, but I do have a secret weapon when it comes to the kitchen. Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals are always fresh, never frozen. They get delivered right to your door and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. I've also become a big fan of their add-ons, snacks and smoothies. Ocean loves the pancakes. I pretty much get those and the mango smoothies in every single factor delivery. But Factor has you covered no matter how and what you're eating. Keto, Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. The weekly menu has 35 options, including gourmet meals like filet mignon and shrimp. There's no prepping, cooking, or even cleaning up. Just heat it up and then eat right out of the Factor packaging. So easy. You can customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need, and you can also pause and reschedule deliveries. So head to factormeals.com LALA50 and use code LALA50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code lala 50 at factormeals.com slash lala 50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Give Them Lala is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off of your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it's not just for those who have experienced major trauma, it's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/gtl today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com/gtl. All right, I want to talk to you guys about how you feel about dating apps. Do we like them? Are they stupid? We have differing opinions. I mean, I'll just get me out of the way
2: quickly. It's not my thing. Um, <laughs> every six months. You've, so you've tried it. You've tried it. Tried is just a stretch. I've gone <laughs> on them. and You've looked at them. <laughs> I've looked at them. Looked at mine. I've gone on one dating app date, two. Sorry, two dating app dates. I went on a J-date like 12 years ago. What is that? J-date, for, it's for Jews. It's back when dating apps weren't even apps. They were websites. Oh, wow. And okay. I ran into my ex's best friend while I was on the date with this guy and he told my ex, my ex got jealous, so we got back together. So that was the end of that. And then I think I did one from Tinder like seven years ago. I get on there and I feel really fatigued shopping for human beings. I don't want to do it. I get really like tired out asking the questions of like, what did you do today? What did you have for lunch? I just don't care. And I just I feel like I lose interest really quickly. That's just I enjoy meeting people in person. I want to see how you like, how you move, how you talk talk to people how you eat I want to see how you smell I know it sounds crazy but I'm like attracted to smells and people totally and this guy that I was with last weekend I was saying to his friends one of the reasons why I don't like dating apps is like I never would have swiped on him mm-hmm. on a dating app because he's shorter than I normally go for it's not a profession I would never normally gravitate towards because he has a significant online following and I probably would have just been out and right. then I met him and I was like this is the coolest person I've ever
3: met and I would have thrown him in the trash on a dating app wow so I still clear. Okay. I love that. Ashley, what about you? Well, you know, we have a dating podcast, and online dating is a huge way that people date. So we—the last thing I want to do is shit all over it. I—I've I, done. I've been on a million app dates. Like I've been on, starting with Tinder when it first came out, and Bumble, and Hinge, and everything. And I've tried Raya, and but it's not my favorite way to meet somebody. I have never gone on a second date with someone I met on an app. I'm the same with Raina in terms of like, you just can't really get a vibe for somebody. I've been on so many dates where the person just showed up and like their voice was terrible or their posture is bad or they don't seem confident or they just have terrible manners or whatever it is. So like, like Raina says, you don't know how they like walk, talk or smell or interact with the world. So right. It's not my preferred way. And I've done all the things I could do. My profile is great. I, you know, we have uh, banter or like it's, we know all the the hacks. It's just not ever how I've met somebody. And I think like kind of like the numbers speak for themselves. Like anybody I've ever dated, I met them in person or I was introduced to them somehow. So yeah, I get on there, I like to go to a new city and like scope out what the, what it looks like there, but it's just not really for me. You use it as the
0: throwback. You use it for some dick. And then like if it's fun and you like the person, you're like, I guess I'll come back for a second plate of dick.
3: It's not even that. Like, I don't even... When's the last time I like, got laid from a guy on an app? Like, it, it's not... That doesn't even work But so what me. I will like, say about just- you
2: is that Ashley will say, like, I feel like dating. I feel like finding somebody. And, sh- and then she will purposefully make a concerted effort to go on a dating app and go on dates with people. Like, Ashley has never been the kind of person, and neither am I, that complains about something long term and will not fix it. So if she's like... I want to find somebody should go on a date, I'm going on some dates. If I'm like, I want to find somebody, I'll go to a bunch of bars and meet people. Yeah. Like, okay. And I do think it's one size fits one. I want to, you know, credit what she said in terms of like, we're a dating podcast. We believe in online dating. Yeah. Ashley and I have the... We're fortunate enough to be out in the world a little bit more for our jobs and meet people. Not everybody has that luxury. Some people are behind a Zoom screen all day, every day. And that's the best way to meet somebody.
3: Right. So I think it's great for some people. But I mean, I also think like our episode this week is about about setups and like getting people to set you up. And I think there's like, could you scroll for hours and try to go on these? dates with these strangers? Or could you like talk to somebody and be like, Hey, do you have anybody you Mm. might want to set me up with? Let's think about this together, like a friend or, you know, a cousin or whatever it is. So I just think there is so much to be said for someone that you kind of know, or someone, you know, kind of knows them. And I just think it's all about like being open. Like, I think this past tour, it was like, these guys in San Francisco, I was like, yeah, we'll go out with them. We had a great time with them. You know, the guy that I met in San Diego, I just like, I can be a little closed off. And I was like, no, I'm going to like flirt with this guy. And we ended up hooking up. And it just is like a mindset too. Cause I just think I'm done ish with the dating apps just cause my, it doesn't work for me.
0: I like what you said, Raina. It's one size fits one. But the thing is, is I sit here and I'm like, I will not join a dating app, but you can slide in my DM. Right. It's like
3: what's the fucking difference? I think the difference is like at least you've seen somebody on Instagram, you know, you may have heard them talk even. You can see like
2: videos. Yeah, like but you can also see who they follow, which is a huge important thing to me. To see they yeah. follow the same kind of musicians, politicians, fashion brands, whatever. Right. Also I think
3: dating apps like where I think it works better when you're just in your 20s. Totally. Yeah. Every reason they're 20s, you know, like, you know, you're in your 30s, you start getting th- the pool's just smaller, you know, unless you really want to go, it just kind of gets smaller as you age. I don't mean that in a bad way. You can also lower your age range. But we know so many successful relationships. are assistant's standing right here. She um, met her now boyfriend on day nap. I'm thinking of her friend Jackie, met her fiance on, an, on Bumble. Like it does work. I think that maybe it's just not my preferred way and it just gets a little harder as you age a little bit more.
0: Have you ever gone on a date with someone where everything is working, you've been on multiple dates, you vibe with them, you dig it, you get into the bedroom, and the dick just ain't right. Like, do you sit there and go, oh, but the rest of it will outweigh the small dick? <laughs> oh, you mean the si- just the size of the dick? Or like... It could be the size. It could be like, he doesn't really know how to do this. Uh-huh. So... For me, can I tell you one thing? Please do. I've answered this before. Before you answer, on Steve Harvey, okay? I love Steve Harvey. They asked about dick, and I responded. All the girls answered, and then it was my turn. I said, you know, I think if the person's kind and they're good to you, it's going to be the best sex you've had no matter what. I got booed. (laughs) (laughs) They booed me. No one liked that answer. <laughs> oh, I, can no! see, I can just see Steve. You're Steve like, space. I'm trying to stick up for my man. I love
3: it. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> so I want to know your, I want to know what you guys think. So I am meant,
2: I can only, I'm just going to speak for, I'm an extremely sexual person. And I've learned that if like the dick isn't good long-term that I'm out, right? So Good dick can keep me for a really long time. The first time you have sex with a person it's always awkward. It might be a home run for some people, but I think like the first time is never going to be the greatest. You're figuring out each other's bodies. You're seeing like, what does everything look like, smell like, feel like? I think you're just really feeling your way through it. And I think it takes some time to learn with somebody likes. First time, always awkward. I'll try it a second time if I like you. Long-term, if I have a partner that's enthusiastic, like really present during sex and like now wants, to learn. To, yeah, <laughs> I, I can teach you, like, I like a lot of dirty talk. That's not natural to everybody. But like, if you're like, I wanna please her, I want to like, I think that I can work with that. I've dated every end of the spectrum. I've dated somebody who just isn't a super sexual person, not super enthusiastic in bed. And that would never ever work for me. Now I just, okay. it's never gonna work. Somebody who's at least sexually enthusiastic, like I fucked this guy like five times on Saturday. That I can work with. He's d- very Damn. enthusiastic. His, his in life enthusiastic. <laughs> in life. So um, I guess that's yeah. my answer. First time, I'll definitely go back for a second time. Five, six times, it's bad. I will try to work on it. But sex is a really, really important part of a relationship to me.
3: Yeah, I mean the the first time. I mean, it just guys get in their head just as much as we do. Maybe even more so because they got to make the dick work and they they're supposed to like dick you down. And so I think that nerves play into it. And like nothing can be based on the first time. Like. I had a situation, this was like a little while back, is a few months ago, I was with this guy and when we started, we started making out his dick was soft and I thought it was so small. And I was like, this is a micro penis. Like this is my first one. Like I was like, it's so tiny. And so I was like a little upset. I mean, I just was like, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do it just he was like the grower to end all growers it ended up like blowing up like i put so much work into it I, it was like i really did, i put a lot of time and effort into like getting it where it needs to be and when it was at like full capacity it was like a totally different dick so that was the thing that i like went into the night like that's like a fun surprise it was the best surprise i felt so proud of myself and, and you know and him. And him. it was just like a really great thing for anyone so that was a very a moment of like I mean, whatever. Like, I don't want to body shape guys with small dicks. But it was a very moment of like, oh, that's probably not going to do much for me tonight. And then little did I know, I was like, we're going to need some more lube.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea they could grow that big.
3: Neither did we. I've Every never seen anything. like It was unbelievable. I still can't shake it. I was like telling everybody. He's yeah. like, just you wait, baby. That's crazy. Just he you should be telling wait. people. Yeah. He should be like, just give it some time. He should be
2: like on a note card. He adds people like his allergies and then his dick gets
3: bigger. <laughs> like, I'm a grower. <laughs> Let me ask you
2: guys if you've ever had this situation. So with my ex, that was probably like the best sex I've ever had. Just wild, filthy, disgusting, dirty all the time. The very first time we had sex was one of those moments where like, No one came. You're both naked, staring at the ceiling. No (sighs) one will make eye contact. And you're both like, I liked this person so much. And this was so bad. And what am I going to... Have you
3: guys ever had that happen before? that happened with my ex. Like, I was like, God, I just like him so much. And we kind of waited. He wanted to wait. Whatever. And (laughs) it was like such a letdown. There was no way we were abandoning the relationship. It just was awkward. He was a person that got in his head a lot. I know he was like so nervous to fuck me for the first time. And the next time was amazing and then it was amazing every time after
0: i've had that happen once and i couldn't look him in the eyes and i couldn't wait for him to leave and i immediately deleted his <laughs> number i was like don't ever come around me again
2: different vibes so you're fun. not going back for round 2 if
0: it's like so, why was it so awkward and weird I just think like he was listening to like Celine Dion in his head, where I was listening to maybe like different playlists ASAP Rocky. Oh, you know, like <laughs> we need to get on the same page. That is so funny. Different playlists. <laughs> that is very yes. funny. Yes. <laughs> it was like very, very different. And I don't know because then I'm wounded if the first time is like that like I'm nervous to venture back in to that territory it's like someone like drowning you right in the middle of the ocean and then being like we're gonna go try that again and see if it's better next time it's like no no, we're
3: not. i almost I almost died.
0: <laughs> you just leave immediately. Right. So one of the reasons I think it was so weird for me was
2: that my ex was sober and I drank, and I know that you're I know that you're sober. Um, so I think he got like a little in his head, and then I got in my head because I was like, I'm a little buzzed. He's dead sober. Yeah. What is he gonna think about me? This is crazy. I think he got in his head, too. Um Do you ever like get in your head? Like was sober sex weird for you in the beginning? I have yet
0: to have sober sex with a new partner. Okay. Interesting. I'm super nervous about it. And not saying, like, I'm, I need to drink to have sex. But, you know, you're with the same person for a really long time. But going, going into this new territory of, like, being sober. Because I'm a bag of fun when I'm fucked up. Let's <laughs> do it. I fuck shit up in the bedroom. But now I'm worried I'm going to be in my head. I had Emily from Sex with Emily on and she was like, you've got to like make it about you because I'm so into like, is it good for the other person? Because I'm fine. I'll rub one out later. Like flick the bean at home. Mm -hmm. I'll be fine. Fuck that. I'm not doing that anymore. Mm -mm. Do some work. Like I need to get mine just like you've got to get yours. Yes. So I need to get into that selfish headspace. I think that, I mean,
2: sober sex to me is incredible and I'll, come over and over again. So I think that your pleasure is just heightened in general, hopefully. I think it's really nice to watch your partner be pleasured. Um, that gives me
3: pleasure. But yeah, I, I might be like a little scared, but I, I mean, with, with a new person, like new person. I, I love sober sex. So I just did it Sunday. Like it was great. I just, and wow. that's a new part. But we'd had sex one time, you know, a few nights prior drinking. But a sober sex with a brand new person would, I think, intimidate most people. <laughs> I am intimidated. Yeah.
0: I'm super intimidated. And I want some big old dick. But now you're telling me that this guy was a grower and not a shower. I mean, now I'm kind of like, do I give small PP a chance? Because I may be surprised.
3: The thing with with that situation was that I'm not around a lot of soft dicks. Like I'm usually just start like making out with somebody and they get hard, you know, so it was like, but it was just kind of whatever that situation was. But yeah, so if you if there's a small dick that's soft, you've got to give it a chance because you just don't know You just literally don't know what's gonna happen. Can I ask you though? How did you
0: have to get it up? Because <laughs> Have you ever had to put a soft peepee? It's like a slug. It's like putting a deflated balloon in your mouth It
3: was not good. I I got there With hand stuff i just really <laughs> vigorous and wet you massaged it with your index finger and thumb at first <laughs> yeah (laughs) (laughs) like yeah Lala it was just that's you don't understand
0: listen this
2: guy was very hot and he was worth trying I would have sat there all day long really yeah
3: Yeah. oh no it's just he was that fine (laughs) yeah (laughs) but again the dick is amazing it just had to get you know it just it started small so I just anyone listening like if you don't freak out and be like oh my god it's so small like run from the room because it could just not grow much but or it could just balloon up I was like, let's just see I like it. What I can recommend do here. Like, I'm gonna dedicate my end. To- <laughs> well, I was like, I-, I wanna fuck him. You know what I mean? Or like he- I, yeah and yeah. an I had an end goal too. So we all have the same goals. I just we had to work together as as a team. <laughs> <laughs> I told Brian about it. I was like, it was a journey, I will tell you. It was such a journey. But <sighs> it probably it probably made it so much better. Yeah, I was thinking like, in my head, because I hadn't really encountered something quite like this before, where it like really took a long time to to get to that point. And again, we had been drinking and stuff like that. Like, I don't think I had sex with this guy. Again, and it wasn't a problem at all. Maybe there was nerves involved, whatever it was. So let me let me ask
0: you this. Do you think that there's anything to like, if you like a dude, you meet up with him, you let him hit it the first night? Do you think there's more of a chance of him calling or not calling you back? Or do you think that you should only fuck on the first night if you don't care about them? Tell me. Thank you you so much. We'll talk about this forever. (laughs) First of all, Ashley and I do not think
2: there's like a way to game the system. We think that you should have sex when you feel ready and comfortable to have sex. And we say it all the time. Having sex with somebody is not going to make somebody not want to date you. And withholding sex is not going to make them date you. I agree. You know, listen, you should fuck when you want to. And then have no expectations afterwards. But also, there's no reason to not wait.
3: So you do whatever feels good to you. I love that. We did a whole episode on this. I mean, it's just, I think at this stage of my life, if I met somebody, went out with them and they lived in a city that was doable for me to date them and they felt like a real partner in terms of like looking at somebody like this isn't just like a fling, this isn't some like super young guy that lives across the country or whatever it is like if I really from what we have on paper they seem like somebody that's could be a real match for me I probably wouldn't sleep with them the first night because I just think you don't have to but if I was feeling it I would I mean I just I've done both Rain and I have both fucked guys the first night that turned out to be our boyfriends there was no like whoa like yeah they weren't interested after that it's also but I think at this point I'm like there's no we can make out the first night and we can, you know, do it another time. Or I think there's nothing wrong with leaving somebody wanting more. So I also think it's how you act afterwards. So mm. I think that if you if you know that when someone penetrates you, you're gonna get really feel like really attached to them, even if chemically. And I think the times when I've slept with somebody the first night and they've pursued me heavily after to like date, it's cause I was pretty chill about it. It wasn't like a what are we <laughs> the next morning? You know, I think it's, or you gave them the best cookie of their life. True. Yeah. Yes.
0: Good for you. It's true. Yes. I, did have,
3: I did have a drive yes. five hours round trip this past time in California to have sex with me. So I was feeling pretty good about it.
0: <laughs> God, I have to like meet you guys in person and you have to take, I, I, I'm all for all of this. You guys are so much fun. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm with Ashley too,
2: though. I think for me, at least sex is better when I'm a little more comfortable with a person mm because I want to like do all kinds of crazy shit and 69 with you and talk dirty and I'm not gonna let loose like that with a brand new person and I think about like the last person I dated very seriously it was long distance and we were like texting and talking on the phone for weeks before we met in person so by the time I met him I was like I know this person I'm comfortable Mm -hmm. with this person I trust this person totally I have no problem coming to her sex I want to like suck your dick. I want to like, do all this stuff, but I'm not gonna necessarily feel so like loose and ready with like a brand new person that like lives down the street that I just met. So I'm with Ashley. No reason to not wait. You have all the time in the world.
0: You have all the time in the world. I agree. I'm getting back into this like dating game, I've I've realized I'm not ready to have sex yet. I still need to like get comfortable with my sexuality again and come into my own. I'm like a brand new person, basically. I'm not ready. I'm like
3: nervous. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you don't, but also it's like the, the thing that we always say is it's hard to think about your body being like ready for sex when we're sitting here in the middle of the day. I think the thing with sex is like we always say, like, someone needs to make me want to have sex with them so badly. Like, mm. I, I, oh, I want to be like making out and being like, whatever you're doing and be so hot and heavy like you'll know when you're ready to have sex you you'll feel it in your body maybe that's what it is like go into it being like i feel comfortable kissing tonight and make it you you could be making out with somebody they could get you to a point where you're like all i want to do is fuck this person like right i've gone into situations where i'm like there's no way i'm fucking tonight i'm not in the mood we just did a show whatever it may be and then it comes down to it and it's like well this guy's hot and he's doing all the right things and then you're body actually is ready. Yeah.
0: Before you know it, he's munching the cookie and you're having all the fun in the world. (laughs) I think
2: you should give yourself time. I think that like what you went through is like pretty traumatic in terms of being betrayed by a person that you thought that you felt safe with. And so I think it takes extra long to come back from that. If it takes six months, if it takes a year, like it's not going to feel good if you do it and you're not ready. So why not just take the time to like process what happened raise your daughter mm-hmm. um yes and do it whenever you feel
0: ready because it's a lot to process somebody betraying your trust no you put it perfectly and also i got to wait for the uh pi investigation to come back which is a few <laughs> weeks oh
2: i was wondering at the turnaround <laughs> background time was check. That. <laughs> yeah
0: it's in depth it was like how in depth do you want to go i was like balls deep to the bottom to the bottom of the barrel
3: (laughs) I am just picturing this PI like outside someone's home with like a camera he's like hiding in the bushes dressed like you are now just like getting photos no
0: I'm sure he's like this bitch is crazy because I just like send him names I'm like here he is this is his age here's his birthday here's a picture of him and he's like sounds good yeah (laughs)
2: I'm sure he's like whoa this bitch is wounded Ah, they don't hear from you for two weeks you're like sorry my investigator was wrapping up (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs)
0: No. Yeah, if someone
3: asks you out, you're like, I'll be back to you in two weeks and walked <laughs> with an
0: answer. No, I have to like go and find dudes that like will not listen to this podcast because they will immediately run away. <laughs> They'll be like this bitch calls the P.I. I don't want to be on that radar.
3: We need to put this one behind a paywall. and just <laughs> I want a guy that's
0: like, I have nothing to hide. Do it. I dare you. Right. P.I. me. That's true. That would be hot. That would be enough to be like. I don't think I need to. If you seem very into this investigation.
3: <laughs> Wait, what if you end up falling for the PI?
0: Like, that's the twist. Like, <laughs> if you end up... No, the, I think the PI is way too grown for me. He's hot, though. He's pretty hot. <laughs> is he? Yeah, but he's, like, 50s, Have been there, done that. I 28 is the youngest, and I want to say, like... 38 would be the oldest. But again, you're talking to a wounded woman right now. So we'll see. We'll say maybe the
3: PI has another PI friend. They went to PI school together. He can hook you up with. Just ask him. Yes. We'll ask him. <laughs> I love it. I-, I think you're in a great age range. They can dick you down. They can fuck a lot over and over again. Um, 28 to 38 feels. that's That is the sweet spot.
0: You guys are fucking amazing. Where can people listen to your podcast? And where's the next stop for the tour? We will be in Portland,
2: Seattle, Vancouver in the end of this month. We're going to St. Louis, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Detroit. So if you guys want to come see us, that'll be fun and crazy.
3: Um, and then everything is at girlsgottypodcast.com for show dates. I love it. And then you can follow us on Girls Got to Eat Podcast on Instagram. I am Ash Hess on Instagram. Raina is Raina.greenberg. Yeah, but yeah, everything on the website, tickets and, and all the things. And of course, listen to Girls Gotta Eat wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple, Spotify, wherever.
0: You guys are fucking amazing. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. And You're amazing. I'm going to slide in your DM with my number. If you're ever in my area or I'm by you, Like, please take me out. I'm going to be that that stage five clinger. Done and done.
2: We would love it. Hang <laughs> on to us. We'll cling on you back. <laughs> yeah. I
0: love it. I love it. Have the best day, you guys. Thank you. All right, girl. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.